Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 527 for the 22nd of January, 2017. This week, there's just one topic in the main section of the podcast, and it is an important one. The data on your computer is at risk, and crooks are working to find a way to get at it. In short circuits, bogus pop-up warnings in browsers are increasingly common. Shutting them down is easy if you know how. When several unexpected directories with strange files appeared on my computer, I was concerned, but there was no real threat. In spare parts only on the website, The Economist magazine and Kaspersky Lab ran a competition that challenged college students to find a way to use blockchain technology to make online voting safe. And tablet computers continue to evolve, even though the market segment is becoming mature. And there is this historical note. Today's program is being recorded in the last hours of the Obama presidency. It will be edited and finalized in the first hours of the Trump presidency. Whether Russia's tampering had any effect on the election or not, it is clear that computers are at risk from Russia and China, but also from Israel, England, other allies, and criminals who are just snooping. It's the crooks that pose the greatest danger to most of us because they encrypt your data and then offer to sell you the key needed to decrypt the files. This week's episode is unusual. Instead of the normal two or three items in the main section, there is just this one. It's that important. This week's episode is also nearly a word-for-word copy from the January 2017 issue of Enlightened Thoughts. That's another publication of mine, and that's something I've never done before. It further illustrates the importance of the topic. So unless you're a Fortune 500 company, you don't have much to fear from Russian, Chinese, Israeli, or Turkish hackers. But anyone with a trove of old family photos or other important documents on the computer should be concerned about crooks. Crooks who want to extort money from you by holding your files for ransom. Russian hackers are smart, possibly because theoretical subjects were really safe havens in the old days of the Soviet Union. The best Russian hackers scorn Western developers. You needn't fear them, though. Instead, fear the high school kid who's about to flunk out or the angry middle manager who's been downsized out of a job. Crooks don't need to be elite, or even smart, to use malware. Instead, they pay for ransomware as a service, just as large companies pay for legitimate software as a service. Small-time crooks rent big-league malware, even if they don't have the skill to write even a simple computer program. The people who encrypt your files and then demand payment within 48 hours are likely to be a teenager, a dropout, or an out-of-luck person who's unemployed. McAfee Labs says that, increasingly, malware is served from sites that the dumb crooks rent from the smart crooks. But how dumb are you if you pay a few hundred dollars, plus a commission, to the people who make it possible for you to earn tens of thousands of dollars by hijacking important files at homes and small businesses? Dumb? Maybe not. 
Big thefts are engineered by the elite. The attack that crippled Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center in Los Angeles, for example. Thieves eventually were paid $17,000 to unlock the encrypted files. That was almost certainly one of these special ones. But the grandmother, who pays $500 to restore all of her family's pictures, is probably dealing with what was once derisively called a script kitty. Business records are valuable. And crooks know that companies can afford to pay higher ransoms, maybe consider them premiums, than the consumers can. A survey by IBM found that about half of respondents had experienced a ransomware attack. 70% of them paid to get their data back. Would your business survive if every file on every computer suddenly vanished? If your computer network is infected with ransomware, there's not much you can do but pay up and hope you're dealing with honest crooks at least not unless you have full, complete, and verified backups. Having a full backup is the second best way to deal with ransomware. The best way to deal with ransomware is to avoid it entirely. So let's look at some of the avoidance measures. Caution, intelligence, and wetware, that's the stuff between your ears, are the best defenses. Victims of ransomware are often infected when they open an email attachment that contains malware, or when they click a link that takes them to a corrupt website that installs malware. In most cases, malicious email messages are easy to spot if you know what to look for. Is that message from UPS or the post office or FedEx legitimate? You can be sure that the message is bogus if the line indicates that it came from Albania, Ukraine, Brazil, or Hungary. The from line may appear to be legitimate, though. That's really easy to forge. The critical step involves examining the message, not just blindly clicking. A legitimate message from UPS, the post office, or FedEx will have a tracking number, not an attachment. Any attachment should be presumed to be fraudulent until proven otherwise. The same is true for messages that claim to come from banks or other financial institutions or companies. Near the end of 2016, I noticed a spike in messages that claimed to be from either the accounts receivable or accounts payable departments of companies that I'd never heard of. They all contained zip files as attachments. The zip files all contained JavaScript files. Double-clicking the embedded JavaScript file, which might be disguised as something else, will launch the Windows script host and then execute the script. Scripts run by the Windows script host are not sandboxed as they would be in a browser. That makes them extremely dangerous. But the JavaScript file might be disguised to look like a Word file. By default, Windows hides the extensions of what it considers known file types. When extensions are hidden, a file called mystuff.doc.js will appear as just mystuff.doc. No matter how careful you are, though, it is prudent to have an application that watches for threats. The problem is that most antivirus, anti-malware applications aren't able to keep up with what are called advanced persistent threats. An APT is a threat of stealthy and continuous computer hacking processes that remain hidden until they're activated. Advanced signifies the use of sophisticated techniques that exploit vulnerabilities in systems. Persistent means that an external command and control system is continuously monitoring and extracting data from a specific target. And threat, of course, indicates that there is human involvement in orchestrating the attack. Several protective applications attempt to address these kinds of threats. In addition to whatever other protective application you use, I recommend installing malware bytes. Some may prefer to use just Microsoft's relatively weak built-in protection, 
because mainline antivirus, anti-malware applications can create problems with essential applications. Windows Defender is part of the operating system, and protective applications really should be part of the operating system. Although Microsoft's application is considered weak, it does offer at least adequate baseline protection. The latest version of Malwarebytes Professional includes website, malware, exploit, and ransomware protection. Although it continues to work with any installed antivirus, anti-malware application, it also functions well on its own. But there's one other option to consider, a newcomer called Cyber Reason Ransom Free. This new application has virtually no user interface, and yet claims to protect your computer from ransomware. The developers say they are former elite military cybersecurity experts and that their mission is to eliminate cyber threats. They describe their product this way. Ransom Free is a free ransomware protection software that detects and stops ransomware from encrypting files on computers and servers. You'll hear a little more about it later in the program. In fact, I have been running Ransom Free for a while now, and it seems to be legitimate. When asked if this is a free trial and whether users will be asked to pay later, the developers say no. Ransomware Free is a free tool. You will not be asked to pay a fee or subscription at any time. Now, assuming the developers are not independently wealthy, I asked how they plan to monetize the service. Here's the response. You're right that very little is free these days. I'll start by saying we are an enterprise-focused company, not really a consumer company. Regardless of enterprise versus consumer, we have a mission at Cyber Reason to make life more difficult for the bad guys and to help defenders as much as possible. We really all come to work every day for that. It takes time to build a consumer-oriented business, and if we slowed down to do that, we would be holding back technology that could make a difference. We decided to make this free and get it out there because it can make a difference now. Later, we might build an ability to sell and support more complex products to consumers, but for now, we'll be happy to see less victims and more frustrated attackers looking to take advantage of the Internet and its users. So I think that one's worth checking into, too. Cyber Reason Ransom Free. You'll find a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website. And if the worst happens, do you pay or not? Well, if despite your best efforts, your computer is infected with ransomware, there's little choice if you don't have full and complete backup. The FBI does not recommend paying ransom because there is no guarantee that the criminals will actually unlock the files, and paying ransom can certainly encourage them to attack others. Many do pay, though, because it's the only way they can restore critical files. The criminals even provide tutorials on how to use digital currencies, and some have help desks for their victims to aid in paying the ransom. The FBI does ask that anyone who is hit with ransomware, whether they pay the ransom or not, to report the incident to the Internet Crime Complaint Center. That's www.ic3.gov. There's a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website. But the key really is being your own firewall. Regardless of how many protective measures you put in place, they will not catch everything. The people who write protective applications can't write protections for dangers they haven't yet seen. That means somebody has to be victimized before the protective systems can be updated. Microsoft has several simple suggestions that can be combined into a single overarching rule. Often, fake emails and web pages have bad spelling or just look unusual, Microsoft says. Look out for strange spellings of company names like PayPal, spelled P-A-Y-E-P-A-L or unusual spaces or symbols. 
Microsoft also suggests not clicking on a link on a web page, in an email, or in a chat message unless you absolutely trust the page or the sender. Microsoft's shortest advice says it all. If you're ever unsure, don't click it. In short circuits, my wife walked into the office this week with her laptop computer. This just popped up, she said. The message she showed me displayed a blue screen of death, a warning about malware on the computer, and instructions to call a toll-free number instead of shutting the computer down. Well, clearly it was a fraud and we both knew it, but what to do about it? The first thing is not to panic. Don't just blindly click things. Second, don't click anywhere inside the browser window. I tried closing the browser window, no success. Then I tried closing the browser itself, no success. Control-Alt-Delete provided access to the task manager, which I then used to close Chrome. A scan of the computer revealed no malware, but another similar warning appeared later in the week. Again, there was no indication that any malware had been planted on the computer. Now, the fastest way to get to the task manager is actually Control-Alt-Escape but it's not always easy to remember all those special keystrokes. So Control-Alt-Delete and then find the task manager. These aren't new kinds of threats. Fake security pop-ups have been around for at least a decade, possibly longer. Because they are browser-based, they are not limited to Windows. Mac users can see the same kinds of alerts, and some scammers are smart enough to have their fakeware determine whether the host operating system is Windows or Mac OS, and then display a system-specific message. If warnings continue to appear after you've forced closed the browser, check to see what browser extensions are installed. If there's one you don't recognize, remove it and then restart the computer. If malware has been installed, it may have created registry entries. If you suspect that to be the case, using an application such as Malwarebytes might help to resolve the problem. I have my file transfer protocol application set to show hidden directories. And when I used FTP to transfer some files this week, I found two hidden directories on the drive. Then I looked at the other drives. Each had directories with odd names, and the directories were filled with strange files. 
Was I dealing with some sort of advanced persistent threat that hadn't yet begun its attack? Well, as it turns out, it wasn't malware. Let's cover the background first. Something was creating directories, sometimes hidden, sometimes not, on each hard drive. The directories were filled with nonsense files, some claimed to be MDB, that's a Microsoft database file, Microsoft Word files, text files, JPEGs, MySQL files, Excel files, or RTF files. Those are commonly used to move documents between different kinds of word processors. But when I examined the files with a text editor, it was clear they were not what the extensions claimed them to be. Renaming or deleting one of the directories caused another directory to be created almost immediately. That was worrisome. But there was no evidence that the files had been used, yet, to do anything malicious. I sent a query to Malwarebytes, but the response was surprisingly unhelpful. It then occurred to me that Cyber Reason Ransom Free might be creating these files as bait for malware. I asked that question, and Cyber Reason's Matt Lampkin replied immediately and helpfully, Ransom Free creates hidden application folders and directories. These are honeypots that utilize deception in order to lure ransomware variants to grab specific files first. Simplistically speaking, this is how unknown variants of ransomware are caught via behavior. Aha! I have backups. I have backups of backups, and I have backups of backups of backups. So no panic was involved. Had something really gone wrong with the primary files, either the crash plan backup, the local hot backup, or the weekly image backup probably would have saved the day. Cyber Reason's approach is clever, and most users, at least the ones who don't display hidden directories, would never have even noticed the unexpected files and directories. I only wish that the installation process had notified me to expect that behavior. So although there was no panic involved and no real threat, I can say there was a big sigh of relief. And in spare parts this week, only on the website, The Economist magazine and Kaspersky Lab ran a competition that challenged college students to find a way to use blockchain technology to make online voting safe. And tablet computers continue to evolve, even though the market segment is becoming mature. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.